Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning thankful that we can gather together and study your word. Heavenly Father, as we open up your scripture this morning, may you just open each and every one of us eyes of understanding that we may be just drawn closer to you. We might have a, a closer relationship with you. Lord, that we might partake in that righteousness in which was given to us through salvation. Lord, that we might walk in that righteousness that was given to us at salvation. I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn with me this morning to Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. Scripture that I'm sure you're all very familiar with. Genesis chapter 4. It says, Now Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of, of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. Now, Here we see two brothers. And I'm sure those of you who can remember when your kids were young, they didn't always get along, did they? <laughs> we're about to see two brothers here that have got issue with each other. Well, one has an issue with the other. And we're not talking about just a tiff-taff that siblings have. We're talking about a true attitude and of the heart that that is deceitful, it's jealousy, and it all boils down to pride. It all boils down to pride. And that issue of pride each and every one of us have. And as long as we breathe oxygen on this earth, we'll have to fight that pride. We'll have to, to bring that, that, that attitude of pride under submission through the mercy and grace and righteousness in which we, we receive through salvation. And apart from salvation, you cannot get pride in your life under control. Won't happen. But it, it is, it is the, the deep-rooted sin that we will always have to battle with in some form or another. You know, time and time again, I've told you that it's a blessing God didn't allow me to be rich. Because I love things. I do. And it's not an issue with, with the things or the money. All of that feeds, the, the things and the money feed pride. 
Because when, when in, in our mind, we're able to obtain or acquire or, or be what we call successful, then, then, then that lends to us not needing to be dependent on God. We were created to be dependent on God. And when we see those successes in our life, or, or, or we, we have things that, that we acquire, or, or we see beneficial, or we see monumental, or important, or it, draw, it pushes and, and draws us away from needing to be dependent on God. That's what it all boils down to. It takes our focus off of Him. We were created to be dependent and need Him. And the moment we think we're a little bit self-sufficient and that what we have is uh, enough or a little bit better or we can do better for ourselves, we lose sight of being dependent on Him and looking for Him to provide us and keep us and persevere us till the end. That pride issue is what we see right here in Cain. Number one, he, 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 he didn't bring his very best. It says he brought an offering of fruit. But when Cable, with, I'm a Cable, <laughs> with Abel, it said he brought his what? Firstborn. Very best. So I ask you, are you giving God your, your very best? Because it, it's worth looking at. It's, very, it's a very important principle. And offering and your firstborn are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Why? Because of the attitude in which he gave it. He didn't hold anything back. He didn't hold anything back. He said, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but it, he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Well, he got mad at God. Not a good place to be. That doesn't work out well for us. So let's see what happens because he gets mad at God. Verse 6, So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you, be, will you not be accepted? He said, if you get right, won't you be, you'll be accepted too. If you have the right attitudes in, in which you give and the things that you do, then, then, then your offering will be accepted as well. He said, do right. If you do well, will, not your, uh, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. He said, the reason you got a problem is you got sin in your heart. 
the sin in your life is what's causing your attitude of giving to be wrong. Your offering was tainted from the sin that's in your life. So it applies to us. Even though we may be giving and we may be, we may be doing things in which we think are for, for God, it's tainted if we've got sin in our life, especially pride. Sin lies at the door. I don't know about you, but I have to, I have to cleanse myself daily. Sometimes hourly. Depending on what this worldly circumstance that I'm in, I, I have to get right multiple times a day. It's ugly for me. I'm a mess. And the more, the more I trip and fall, Satan keeps throwing them. Look here. Look what this one I got. I try this one. And by God's grace, the Holy Spirit immediately awakens in me and says, there's an attitude that's bad. Get right. Oh, you can't have that attitude and walk with me. You can't have that attitude and, and, and offer up anything to me and it glorify me. Because it's tainted with sin. A sinful attitude. Verse 8, Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Now, he's so... He, he's not mad at Abel, is he? Abel's just the product. He's mad at God still. And he takes it out on Abel. Thinks he'll get him out of the way. If I get him out of the way, then... God must, he'll have to accept me and my offering. He puts his, he puts himself in God's place by taking Abel's life. Think there's pride there? Say, so I can't imagine. Well, I'm going to tell you folks, we do it every day. We don't go out and kill somebody, our brother. But, but when, when, We've got pride creeping up in our lives that we don't even recognize. I promise you you do. I promise you you do. Say, so how, how do you know that? Because we're a fallen creature. Proverbs said, pride, pride goeth before destruction, before fall. It is so imperatively important that we learn to recognize those slivers of pride that, that creep up in our life. Because they inhibit us from receiving blessings from God. They stand in the way from, from God blessing us and from Him being glorified. Why? Because we, we glorify ourselves. Sometimes we don't even realize it. We're some selfish individuals, aren't we? We like to call ourselves servants. 
But how many times have you recognized when, when you get through doing service for, for one another, what's the first thing that you want to do is feel good about yourself? That's pride. Inside, you want to give yourself a pat on the back. I, I do. It's me. That's pride. And, and it's natural. It's natural to this fallen body that we live in. This falling nature that we have. But, but what we must do is we must, we must recognize and, and, and get control of that and subdue that and, and, and acknowledge it in our life when it, when it creeps up and takes place so that we can repent of it and, and deal with it. If not, it grows. It grows and it multiplies and it does it fast. And the next thing you know, you don't even have God in, in your thoughts and what, and what His glory is. But, but Cain thinks that taking Abel out will then, will then put him in a place where he has to be accepted by God. Verse 9, Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Then he lies to him, doesn't he? I'm the, am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. I don't think that's the outcome that Cain thought he was going to get by taking out Abel, do you? But, you know, just like Cain, we think we can fool God. You say, well, I would never. Oh, you do. We think we can fool God when we, we clearly know that He knows all about us. Even the things that have never come through our mouth. But we still try to fool God. But he says, Cain, you're going to be cursed. You'll be cursed. So now in 11 again, so now you are cursed from the earth which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I bear. Oh, now look at our attitude. I think about when I was a, a kid and I'd get in trouble. I knew I was going to get a spanking. Oh, I beg daddy. Don't spank me. Please, daddy, I'll do right. Don't hit me hard. And then what did I do? You better move them hands, boy. But that's the same thing that's going on here with Cain. 
Verse 14, surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I, I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond of the earth. And it, <clears throat> it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. Now he's pleading, isn't he? And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, let any, lest anyone finding him should kill him. I'm going to tell you something. That, that punishment right there was probably worse than being killed. He put a mark on him. Uh-uh, he's going to live in this. He's going to reap what he's sown here. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod in the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he, and, and he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. Now here, in this last point, I want you to see what, what, what uh, the curse on Cain, what it does to, to his whole lineage. His, his disobedience and his rebellion against God, what it cost those after him. You see, our responsibility to be obedient and, and to be right with God not only affects us. We, we've talked about that time and time again. But it has consequences on throughout our family, what does the Bible say? To the fourth and fifth generations? And because of his disobedience and his attitude of pride and, and his separation from God, there's a long list of family members who are lost until Seth comes along. Which was his brother. But he said, you're going to be cursed. Verse 16, Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod, the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begot Mahuchel, and Mahuchel begot so-and-so, and so-and-so, and so-and-so. Then Lamech, took himself two wives. The name of one was Ada, and the name of the second was Zillah. And Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah. He was the father of all those who play the harps and flute. And as for Zillah, she also bore Tubal Cain an instructor of every craftsman in bronze and iron. And the sister of Tubal-Cain was Naamah. Then Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. Wives of Lamech, listen to my speech. For I have killed a man for wounding me, even a young man for hurting me. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, then Lamech sevenfold. That attitude, that sin still runs deep, doesn't it? The same, the same issue of pride is in Lamech that was in his grandfather Cain. 
And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For God has appointed other seed for me instead of Abel, from whom came killed. Now, that gives you a little insight into Eve, doesn't it? Look at what she said. Look, at th- look about the attitude that she had in, 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 in Seth, conceiving Seth, and what she says about Cain. That gives you a little insight into her spiritual condition. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For God has appointed other seed for me instead of Abel. She knew Abel was chosen by God. And she she understood that Cain had committed a grave sin. And it I'm 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 just putting this in my own word. It, it appears to me that she understood Cain's lost. Doesn't tell us that verbatim. But by reading by reading this, that's what I get. And as for Seth to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. Then, listen to this, very important. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. So all of that time, from Cain until Seth was born, a bunch of rebellious God-haters. If not so, it wouldn't have said that right there in the last sentence. Pride. Pride. Each and every one of us have to battle pride. Just so happens that here in Cain and Abel's place, it cost Abel his life. But I want you to understand that if God respected Abel's offering, Abel went to glory. But on the other hand, Cain was separated. He was separated and cursed because he was not right. He he couldn't he could he let pride get get before being submissive to the Father. It's an attitude. It's an attitude. Do we walk daily with the attitude that God comes first in everything we do? In our home, in our life, in our job, in our finances, in everything. You see, it's not yours. None of it. I don't care if you have a a million cows on a hill. God owns them. God owns them. They're on loan to you. I don't care if you got $3 million in your bank account. It ain't yours. It's God's. And He will do with it what He pleases. Just go look at Job. But, 
But I ask you, can you have an attitude like Job? If he does. Because if you can have an attitude like Job, if, if, if circumstances come up in your life like that, then pride's not an issue in your life. I'm telling you, it's a battle for me daily. Daily. I, I, I told you here a while back about helping a, helping a gentleman, not wanting to help a gentleman in the parking lot, going home in the middle of the night and getting in trouble and having to help him. And then when I I got got out of the driveway, I wanted I, I, I wanted to get a pat, I wanted to pat myself on the back for doing something good for somebody. When I should have been in repentance, I should have had an attitude of repentance for being such a hard head and not being the servant that God called me to be. But instead. I wanted to get a pat on the back for being a rebel. That's, that's how our nature works. That's how our nature works. Pride. I caution you. Watch. Learn to acknowledge and, and see the moment those, those slivers of pride creep up in your life because they stand between you and God. They keep you from, from being able to fully glorify God in your life. And they can keep you from receiving God's blessings in your life. Cain and Abel. Me and my brother fought like cats and dogs when I was at home. I'm sure those of you who have had kids thought that there were going to be times where your kids came to killing one another. Thank God I never did or he never did or vice versa. But pride. Pride that, that, that we inherited from old Adam and Eve. That pride that started when they ate from the tree. Watch for pride in your life. Guard against pride creeping up in your life. It's a daily battle. Or it is for me. But it's a battle that must be fought. And it must be won in order to receive God's blessings and give Him the glory. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank You for Your examples in Scripture. Thank You for the manna and the bread of life. Father, we just ask that You would quicken these words to our heart. Allow us, give us the grace and mercy to stand against pride in our life. Subdue it, quench it, and, and, and keep it out of our life. Lord, when it does slip in, that we the Holy Spirit very quickly shakes us and, and, and we notice and are able to repent of it and get it under control. Lord, I pray for those who couldn't be here this morning. 
You know each and every circumstance. I ask and I lift them up to you, Lord. I ask that you would just be personally involved in each and every one of their circumstances. And Lord, that they might draw near to you. And know that you are the way, the truth, and the life. I'll lift up our praise and worship service at the end of the month, Father. I ask that, that it be completely and totally a service that glorifies you. That testimonies may be given. That we may pray together. And that we may worship you and glorify and exalt you. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.